0: So while I think that objection handling and positioning and all of those different tactics aren't necessary in sales calls, they are a form of negotiation. And interestingly enough, while I don't think you typically need to do a lot of negotiating in sales calls, you do typically do a lot of negotiating in the rest of your life. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits, so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. What's the difference between sales and negotiation? Do you really need to be an expert at sales skills to be successful at negotiating? Hmm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Hi there. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. I'm your host, Joss Willard. Today we're talking about sales, negotiation, and when to do which, and what are the keys to being successful at either. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So, if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to profitforcoaches.com and download your copy of the four must haves for a profitable coaching practice today. As someone who coaches a lot of business owners and a lot of coaches and a lot of service professionals, I get a lot of folks who believe that many if not all of their problems in their business stem primarily from not making enough sales, not having enough money coming in, not being able to convince enough people to work with them. And in some cases, that's actually true. Not as many as as people tend to think, but in many cases, it's true. So when we've realized that that is in fact true... The next step, the thing that many, many people say to me is, okay, well, we need to get better at sales then. What are the tools, what are the techniques, what are the tricks, what are the tactics, what are the ways, what are the the things that I can use so that we have more successful sales conversations? And that's always interesting to me because there are a number of folks who think that it's just a pure numbers game and the only way to have more successful sales conversations is to have more sales conversations, period. And there can be some truth to that. Uh, But in that case, it's not a case of being better at sales quote unquote, as much as it is being better at your marketing, being better at getting your message in front of people and convincing them to take the next step in your sales process. But sometimes it is about not once you, you have enough people coming in, you have enough prospects coming in to have sales conversations, and you're just not good at ending that conversation in a way where somebody has purchased from you. And so many people think that that's just a matter of skill set. that the problem is they just don't know quote, how to handle the objections or how to take control of the conversation or how to position appropriately or how to avoid role reversal and all these different things. And there are a lot of tools aimed at those areas at those aspects of a sales conversation. Well, if you've if you've listened to me at all, especially if you've worked with me around the client creation, client acquisition process, I'm a big believer that The vast majority of those tools aren't necessary if you've done the work leading into this conversation correctly. So if you know who your ideal clients are as a subset of your target market, if you know specifically what their urgent needs and compelling desires are, you know how to speak in their language, you know how to show up and set yourself up as a category authority, and you know how to build your system so that people are raising their hands and coming to you when they're ready, as opposed to you trying to chase them down and convince them that they're ready if you're doing that correctly very rarely do you run into objections that you have to quote unquote handle because you've you've handled all of the objections before the sales conversation even starts but that being said there are times even for me even today when someone will come in from outside of your regular process maybe they're referred by somebody that you haven't properly trained to be a referral source yet it's just somebody who's super excited knows you and says hey i think this person can help You know, be a good fit. Or there are a number of other ways. Maybe you you misjudged the timing on something and you started a sales conversation before you realized that, oh, wait, maybe this person isn't exactly ready, right? Well, in the majority of those cases, in fact, the person's not ready. And so rather than trying to come up with tools and techniques and tricks to manipulate them into buying and working with you before they're ready, uh, because for me, I don't think that's ethical. So you, you shouldn't. So if they're in that situation where they're not ready, it's not the right time, instead of trying to convince them that they're ready or force them that they're, to believe that they're ready or, or trick them or manipulate them into believing that they're ready so they buy from you, tell them that they're not ready. Take it away from them. Tell them, hey, you know what? This isn't the right, this isn't the right fit for you right now and offer them something else or someone else or give them some advice be ethical, right? And if you're doing that, again, highly unlikely that you're ever gonna have to quote, deal with objections. And it's this belief that we have to deal with objections or know how to position or handle the client or, you know, that concept, that's what leads people to believe and to feel like I'm not good at sales and or to feel that sales is slimy or sales manipulative, I'm not that kind of person. That's why people don't feel comfortable with sales they feel like it's i have to convince somebody right even when i know it's not right well no that's 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 not how i teach sales so if you're setting sales conversations up correctly and i've covered this in any number of at at least two or three episodes of this podcast we've talked about how to set up a sales conversation and have a sales conversation correctly to where you're just asking some simple questions what does success look like for you how will you know that you've got it what will you do for you Uh, what are your plans to get there how will you know you're there Do you want help with that? Great, do you want me to be the person that helps you because you're an ideal client for me, right? That's really all it takes if you're doing it right. And if you get any other, you know, you get into the explosives, that's just where is suddenly throwing landmines and objections at you, that's because you didn't pay attention when they said, well, this is what success looks like for me and this is how I'll know. And you went, oh, I can do that. Instead of going, oh, no, wait, actually that's not something that I wanna do. Or, you know, any any number of reasons. There are some types of businesses where you can't set it up that way. Maybe it's because you're in something like the insurance world or people are feeding you leads and you, you don't have as much control over the quality of the the incoming prospects as you would like. Um, In which case, yeah, right now, we're potentially going to be dealing with objections. Now we're potentially going to be dealing with the challenge of somebody needing to be shown that this is the right solution for them. Well, okay then you can bring in some tools. But in those situations, again, for me, it's less about I'm trying to sell somebody on something that they don't need or haven't realized that they need yet or aren't ready for yet. Now we're negotiating with the person about understanding. So while I think that objection handling and positioning and all of those different tactics aren't necessary in sales calls, they are a form of negotiation. And interestingly enough, while I don't think you typically need to do a lot of negotiating in sales calls, you do typically do a lot of negotiating in the rest of your life, outside of sales calls. What is negotiation and how is it different from sales? Well, there's the traditional view of what sales is, which is convincing somebody to sign on the dotted line or buy your thing. And sales is I think a very small subset of negotiation because negotiation really is intentional communication. And it's really communicating basically the phrase I want, which is I want something from you. And in turn, you're communicating to me what you want. And that may be anything from I want your money and you want my coaching services. And now we're gonna negotiate over what that looks like. What form does that take? How much money? how much value is given on either side, those types of things. That can be done, especially if you don't have an offer. You know, This is how I coach people or this is how I help people. This is the program. This is what it looks like, et cetera. If people want to sort of talk about changing that or, or looking for a unique or a bespoke or a custom program, now you definitely, that's where you're getting into negotiation, which is slightly different than sales or en- encompasses more than the idea of just sales. But you can also be negotiating over things like i want my 13 year old to go to bed he wants to stay up and play video games with his cousins so how did we negotiate to get to the ending that we want without damaging the relationship i want to go out for thai food for dinner with my wife she wants to go out for chicken how do we negotiate that that friction that disagreement without damaging the relationship for me that's where we get into actual negotiation and like negotiation i said before negotiation is communication with intent and with intent to get results but it's also an exploratory conversation part of the other purpose of negotiation is to gain information at the very least you need to gain from the other person the information about what is it they want in exchange for the thing that you want and how to negotiate successfully has been a subject that has been like volumes and volumes and volumes have been written about it for years and years and years and it was actually in 19 i think it was 1981 that the book getting to yes was published and that's been the bible for negotiating for a long long time well since 1981 and there's a lot of great stuff in there but the the general concept of it is getting to a win-win yes yes situation you're looking for the overlapping area where both of us agree and get what we want the focus is to remove the emotion from things and just go to you know pure numbers what's a mathematical rational win-win it has worked to a certain extent uh in in a large number of situations since 1981 but also as culture has changed and as we've gotten used to having those tools applied to us, it's actually started to backfire a fair bit. And so I'm actually a big fan of the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, which actually flies in the face of a lot of what is in that book, Getting to Yes. And there's a, a number of other tools and, and things. Uh, how to Be a Rainmaker is another good book. Uh, there's a there's a ton of books out there on on how to understand and negotiate, whether it's anything from actual sales negotiations person to person or business to business, large or small, you know, from from getting a better price at, you know, bartering and haggling in the spice markets to, you know, C-suite boardrooms with multi-billion dollar takeover kind of things. You can use those skills anywhere in that spectrum. You can use them to convince your kid to make better decisions in sports or at home. You can use these skills to have a better relationship with your spouse and really what it comes down to is come from a position of honesty and come from a position where you're really curious about the other person and about what they need and about what they want so that you can figure out how to get what you want while helping them to feel like they're getting what they want or at least what they need And doing it in a way where they actually feel like the relationship is stronger because they've had this conversation with you. There's a lot of information on how to do that out there in the world. In fact, I actually have a workshop that I'm doing. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. I have a workshop coming up March uh, 23rd. Uh, It's a two-hour video workshop on negotiating life better. And it covers everything from, again, negotiating everything from sales, to corporate deals, to bedtime with your kid. And we touch on a lot of the books that I've read and a lot of the tools that I've learned over the years. And it helps folks. They leave with tools that they can apply immediately right there at the meeting. Or right there at the workshop. So uh, if you want the information for that, it's, I, I think we're charging $147 for it or something like that. Um, we'll put, like, I said, like I said, we'll put the, the link in the show notes. You can go uh, as long as it's before March 23rd, 2022. Uh, you can follow that link and uh, get yourself a ticket and show up for that. Uh, but the big takeaway for today, for this show, for you moving forward, is don't be afraid of negotiating. Don't feel like you always have to negotiate. But if you come from a place of honesty and you come from a place of legitimate curiosity about what the other person wants and how you can get what you want from them while helping them to get what they want, you're gonna come out pretty good most of the time. So the next time somebody decides that they want to negotiate with you, instead of getting all tense and upset about it, instead of worrying that you don't have the proper sales skills, just relax, smile, and ask questions. We'll catch you back here next week. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitforCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitforCoaches.com now.